0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Karakud Mehreen show. I'm so excited about today's guest. She is a CEO. She is an influencer. She is a powerhouse. She has built an empire by building a multi-million pound luxury hair care brand. She uses her platform to empower girls all over the world. She is truly a
1: legend. Let me please welcome Iram Kaur. Thank God i need to record you saying that i wake up every morning with that playing <laughs> so i saw my day on a good night yeah <laughs> oh, thank you so i feel shy
0: oh no but it's true it's all it's all factual it's 100 percent accurate i hope <laughs> yeah. yes um so yeah it's very exciting that you're here i'm truly truly excited to have this conversation i want to talk about culture and identity and society and then i want to go into um the beauty standards and the beauty space so it'll be like an interesting mix to start off um i know that you are punjabi you're sick and you really uh represent that with so much pride which is beautiful to see
1: what is your favorite parts about being a punjabi oh my god first of all these are such good questions i love these topics
0: i love them too that's why I started this. yeah, is, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god what's my favorite thing about being punjabi I, I don't want to give a superficial answer and say like the music or the food or the fashion. I would say it's like the pride that we have. Mm-hmm. It's like no Punjabi will shy away from saying that they're Punjabi. I and love that. I Rick. love that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm a Pakistani Punjabi. I'm, I'm from Lahore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, I think that like the richness in the Punjab culture is that where no matter where you're located, you have that within you. I'm Punjabi. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And you just have this energy, right? Yeah. Don't you think Punjabis yeah, it's have a this strong e- energy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And how do you think that's shaped you being a Punjabi?
1: So I grew up in a very, very, very diverse area of London, but no brown people. Oh, mm-hmm. me and my brother were the only two six at the school, the oh. only two. Then there was a little boy who joined in year 7 below. But like, but yeah, count, you know. <laughs> and we lived a very non-cultural life because both of my parents were born in the UK. So I am um, what does that make me? Second generation. Oh. Yeah, second yeah, second generation, generation. Yeah. yeah. So very far removed. The only education I had was religious education, and this was through my daddy baba. Oh, okay. yes, it was not yes. through school either. Nothing cultural. Yeah, yeah. So when I went to university, I went University of Manchester, that meant that there was like a lot of people from all around the country, because it's quite a big university who went. My course was business and there was like 400 people on my course. So loads of people and loads of people from Birmingham and Birmingham in the UK you've been no I've never been yeah known for having a lot of brown people Mm -hmm. this was my first exposure to being around brown people okay and I remember feeling very like left out because I was like you lot are talking about jokes that I can't relate to exactly I relate. you've had that that. yeah yeah did you go to an international school here so the thing is that I I have been exposed to
0: Pakistanis to brown people but I don't know I think the people who lived here Mm -hmm. that are Pakistanis their jokes are still different from of people who live in Pakistan you Makes know what sense. I mean yeah
1: so I can't get the humor right 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 and it's a very like when everyone around you's laughing and you're just like ha, ha,
0: ha. <laughs> you're like oh it's
1: time to laugh now. Yeah, yeah. no literally <laughs> literally and I would have people like asking me what's your surname because they wanted to work out what my cast was and oh. I had I did not know that caste existed because my family is family of five so we didn't, we, like, I didn't know anyone else. So we were all the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I was like, sense. I didn't grow up knowing what, that that was a thing. And How that did was, you find out? Because they were asking what my surname was. And I was like, are you trying to add me on Facebook? Uh, like, oh, so w- <laughs> then they told you that they were, ah, Yeah, because I was okay. like, why do you want to know? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? And they told me, and I was like, oh, okay. Not meant to be a thing, guys. Let's let's not reinforce that this generation, you know? Exactly, um, yeah. But that's where I really started to learn a lot about my culture. Mm. But I think I've always been... Like the little, the, the kind of one on the outside mm-hmm. when it comes to these types of things, just okay. because I grew up in a very westernized household. So, where do you get that pride from then mm. if you weren't exposed as much or you didn't, you know, have that cultural experience? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think as a Punjabi, like it's a very, very key point to say Punjabi and, you know, in opposed to what we could otherwise say. And I think that really for me is rooted in Sikhi. Mm-hmm. Like, I identify with my religion a lot more than I identify with my culture. Makes sense. And that's where the pride comes from.
0: And the religious knowledge that you gained, you were yeah. talking about it, that, that was primarily from family?
1: Yeah. So, my dad, the Baba, would like tell me Sakya, which is like religious stories. Uh-huh. But I was speaking to someone recently. I think our generation needs to know the science behind things. We want to know why. Yeah. why Does that make sense? Why? Yeah. And I joined the Sikh Society Committee. When I was at university, we did a lot of like talks and we had guest speakers, like amazing people. That's when I really like, I put a lot of energy into learning about it myself and the science behind it.
0: And what did you find? Like, what was, how did you get into, after you got into, how did you feel about Mm. it? Yeah.
1: I think because it was the first time that I was being spoken to in English. Yeah. Like my Punjabi's okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My daddy were kind of telling me Punjabi, a little bit in English. Yeah. You go to the Godwara and it's all like, definitely not English. Yeah. So then we were having these young, you know, basis of Sikki coming in it's like a very big youtube yeah, channel they was speaking know. in english
0: and, it, and so that's how
1: you got a lot yeah. more probably out and of i it. got yeah. confident about it i understood okay this is why we do this this is why we do that you know and before that before that experience
0: would you question why we do this or that like would you question certain cultural i don't know mm. traditions that you had no uh, but would you i don't know mm. run away from them how did you embrace what kind of traditions would mm. you have in your family that
1: i guess it was like in London, it's such a diverse city. Yeah. Um. So everything was very accepted. So I just didn't question it. Makes like I sense. wasn't like, obviously at my school, I was the only one who, instead of saying happy Diwali, I was saying happy Jo Divas, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I was used to being the outsider. That, yeah. I was yeah. used to being the odd one out. Yeah. So I just didn't question it. I was just like, okay, well, this is this is my thing.
0: So how did you embrace this this identity of being an outsider? Did yeah. you,
1: were you scared in the beginning? How, how was that journey like? My dad is a lone wolf. He's always been a lone wolf. And I'm very similar to my dad. And I think at, when I was younger, I definitely was like, okay, I, I want to be a part of this, but I'm just so not. And I think I've always not fully been a part, part of it. Yeah. And then when I started posting on Instagram and I really like, uh, I had like 5k when I was at uni, which was quite a lot at the time of like yeah. 2017. I was like very cool at uni. <laughs> okay. If my uni friends are going to watch this. They're going to be like, no, she isn't. <laughs> but like 5k was a large amount back then. And... I was attracting other young girls who didn't have a mum, or their mom was a lot older or their mom didn't speak English and they could just relate to my story. That's when I started to think I found my people. And to this day, there's like 350 people as of this morning actually on my Instagram and they're my people.
0: Well, you know? that's beautiful. I, so you kind of found that community. If you couldn't find it in school, you couldn't find it there. You found it online. And yeah. and, and, and now it's grown to a tremendous community. So that's beautiful. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful to see. So in terms of the Punjabi culture, and there are so many beautiful aspects to it. What do you think about the culture that you didn't want to accept, that you didn't agree with, that you wanted to kind of challenge
1: so for me, um, I think alcoholism is a huge problem in the Punjabi community. I think we can all confidently say that we have um, either an immediate family member or a one one level removed, like an uncle or cousin or something like that, who has a problem with drinking. Mm-hmm. And what I see is that as Punjabis, especially young Punjabis, we're glorifying, partying and drinking. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that in mediation, in moderation. Yeah. So... This I really struggled with because at uni I drank like I would have like one drink or something and then I started working at nightclubs. So I stopped drinking, but I was the only one that wasn't drinking. And since then I've never drank. And oh, I wow. see like recently I was offered a brand deal to promote a very big alcohol brand for Diwali and it was £10,000. And I said no. Wow. Because I just think. It's your values, yeah. 100%. First of all, I don't drink. So how can I promote an alcohol? Exactly. I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> and second of all, I think I would be doing more to the detriment of our community. And it may not be that the dads who are drinking are following me or the uncles, but the daughters are following me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I don't want to sit there and they're sat there struggling with an alcoholic, thaya, mama, yeah. chacha, or, or mom, whoever. Yeah. And then they go online and they see Erin promoting it. Like God forbid, well, how yeah. irresponsible of me could that be? Yeah,
0: I so I
1: would say that partying, drinking, glorification is probably the worst part of the Punjabi community culture
0: first of all it's beautiful to see how much you care about your community because obviously it's very easy to say yes to such a brand deal but the fact that you actually cared about painful people, I mean I can imagine painful to say no. I can imagine, <laughs> <laughs> but you did that because you really truly have this like
1: care genuine care for for the people that that's beautiful. truly truly like if you have to think about this like my uh, manager lost on commission from that big job but she supported me
0: well you know so Are it's also the people it? around
1: you it's 100% not, yeah, yeah. and I I said to her I was like you know what I know a non-alcoholic brand is gonna come to me and they're gonna pay me 12 grand 15 grand do you know what I mean
0: yeah I love that you have that in you yeah, yeah that's beautiful but growing up when you mm-hmm. saw this um, I don't know you saw in within your family or within extended family um this this issue of alcohol how did you face it how did you how did you
1: react to that I think sorry my chair squeaking <laughs> i can't speak to that question actually because uh-huh. i think it's so about my family
0: yeah makes sense yeah makes sense uh, so going away from from culture and and i think that's an interesting topic when we talk about women in our society and we talk about women in our culture i think um there can be a lot of we see a lot of judgment mm. in terms of mm. how, how women behave versus how men behave like there's a lot of I don't know standards or expectations put on women what do you feel about that is that something you've experienced Mm. or you've seen Mm.
1: so I have a very small family and like I said we're very very westernized we're very modern yeah I don't think I've ever really faced that within the context of my immediate family you know my daddy baba my dad my brother I have seen it happen online and stuff like that and I think it's it's unfortunate because it's a bit of a generational curse. And I think our generation now is waking up to it. And we're kind of the ones that are going to be the first ones to put our foot down.
0: Yes. Do you know what sure, I
1: mean? For sure. And be yeah. like, no, like leave that marriage if he's bad to you or like wear that top if you want to. Very two different ends of the spectrum. And I think that's a heavy thing for us to hold. But you know what? I have to say I'm so proud of this generation of young girls. I think we're doing such a good job. Yeah. Really. Like even like just on social media, you're scrolling and you see like memes and stuff in it is like oh eldest daughter things do you know what i mean oh, like what? eldest daughter in a brand family oh, and no, like when you're really the mom and the dad the, yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah but the fact that we're aware of it and we can meme it do you know what i mean yeah. i think it's so good
0: and i think the first step is Acknowledging that yes. it exists, which I guess in previous generations they didn't even acknowledge it, and yeah. I understand like this was kind of passed down. You don't you don't question. You mm-hmm. just go on. So this generation, you really see that question, that addressing, and then the questioning of of these norms. So mm-hmm. I mean, you yourself included the fact how you're contributing to society and f- empowering women. It's it's definitely beautiful
1: mm-hmm. to see. I always say like, I, I that's two ways you can look at someone successful. You can either say, oh my God, why them, not me? And that's coming from a lack mindset. Yeah. Or you can say, if she did it, I can do it. And I'll give an example. I think, I might be wrong, but I'm definitely not the first brown girl to work with Pandora. I think Deepika Khalsa worked with them, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, But whoever the brown girl was to work with Pandora opened the door for me. And then I went in and I pushed that door wide open. And I've seen like Pandora is an amazing, amazing company when it comes to inclusivity, diversity at a very, very, very like specific level. It's not just race. It goes above and beyond. And I think the second way you can look at it is like, if she can do it, I can do it. And I feel like that's my role is to open these doors. And I want to see these brown girls run through those doors. I love that I love that that's so cool to see and I think it really depends
0: on how you react Mm. so if you see a situation where women are doing such great things Mm. you can either react negatively and be like why am I not there or Mm. you react positively and be like oh she's opened the door for me Yeah, I think that's just it's all about the mindset it's completely about the mindset yeah do you think this mindset that you're talking about was hard to develop for you how was it like for you in your journey
1: Mm. because I grew up with no women in my family besides my daddy I have to say like I don't Think I grew up with a competitive mindset. Excellent. I think it can happen where you have like a lot of female in your family, like cousins, and you're okay, who's the one who's going to get married first? Or who's the one who got the better job out of uni? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you do get compared to your like, to your similar yeah. category. Yeah, for sure. To your peers, That's and women get compared to women. So because I never saw a woman as my competition growing up, I just don't think I developed that mindset. I also would say I am, um, I just love female energy. I love being around girls. Like I love. I'm so happy around like girls. Yeah. Um too. so I'd always be really happy. I would just be really gassed like if there was a girl that was older than me that was giving me attention I'd be like oh my god adopt me you know. <laughs> That's, you can't you can't change that mindset yeah. Do you know what i mean you had something all your life where you're just like oh my god she knows me you know i still have that
0: oh that's so cool though but i completely agree i feel like women just have this energy in them that like you just resonate with no, even if i have like an amazing conversation with a male in my podcast yeah. i don't know women energy is just so different yeah. i've realized so i completely agree with mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. but how is it like on social media for mm-hmm. example um this mindset of of comparing probably mm-hmm. was not their face-to-face real life. But then on social media, did that exist? Mm. What are you asking? In terms of com- comparison. So mm. on on social media, um, it's it's very easy to look at other women and see what they're doing mm. and start comparing. Mm-hmm. So this, did that competitive mindset exist when, when it came mm. to social
1: media? So I speak about this a lot, but my relationship with my followers is I'm looking at them only, they're looking at me. I'm not, I'm in my own lane. I'm really not trying to be in anyone else's. I'm trying to serve the needs of my existing following, not serve the needs of that person that's adjacent to my following, because then you're always going to be chasing someone that isn't already like you. Chase the people that like you, it's easier. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, then you can build that rapport. Like you were speaking to me that I do funny videos. Like you are my audience, you find that funny. That's good because I find that funny. This person over here, Joe Bloggs, may not find me funny. That's fine. Why am I gonna gonna convince him that I'm a funny guy? Do you know what I mean? So I think, A, keeping your tunnel vision on when you're on social media is very important. And what does this mean? A lot of people talk about how social media is bad for your mental health. No, the decisions that you're making on social media are affecting your mental health. Yes, we can't really defend ourselves against the adverts that we're shown because they just inject themselves into our timeline, but you have the power to control your timeline. You have the power to say, you know what? When I watch that person, she's not done nothing to me, but she just makes me feel bad about myself. Don't know why. Just get a bad vibe. Unfollow. And then you don't have to see that. And then your experience on social media is so much more positive.
0: Yeah. It's all about the conscious decisions that you make. And as you mentioned earlier, that moderation is key. Mm-hmm. We were talking about alcohol. But even mm-hmm. in in this sense, in terms of social media, what everything. Consumption. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Everything that you consume, you have to consume in moderation as well. And, yeah. And it's all about your conscious and intentional decisions
1: so yeah that's I use that phrase all the time intentional decisions intention- you're so advanced for 21 like right.
0: <laughs> oh, stop it
1: <laughs> I was not like this when I was 21
0: <laughs> how are you
1: like I was living in Atlanta I'm sure you were
0: you were even better I mean like what you've built is
1: like didn't you start like a social media at like 21 or 20 uh, I graduated 22 I think in 2017 um but I was working in nightclubs In Atlanta, in London, in Manchester, and I could not get a job for love nor money for eight months once I graduated. Then I got fired from eight consecutive jobs. Yeah. Eight apparently is my unlucky number. (laughs) And then I started like properly putting myself in social media and then- But is it really unlucky if it led to this? You're so true. (laughs) I like it. Okay, eight is my lucky number now. We've made it happen. (laughs) Yay.
0: No, but that's, that's so cool. I mean, see exactly, you did all of that. Like, I don't think how I, I don't know how I would have handled it. Yeah. I feel like any type of rejection, I'm still like learning how to handle. Mm. I would just like cry for like months. Mm. You know, how was how, how that like for you?
1: Uh, I think it was hard at the time because I felt like what's wrong with me? Like I worked really hard in my degree. I got a first and then I was coming to all these employees like, look, I'm going to work really hard and I really, really put my heart into it. And then I'd be like, and I got a first. And then something would happen and I wouldn't get the job or whatever. And I, I think eight times is a lot. God was really trying to tell me don't work for someone else. Like he was like, Aaron, I'm going to keep pushing you away from these opportunities. Like you, you got to get it together. Wake up. Wake up Aaron. And then I woke up and then I was like, okay, cool. Now no one can find me.
0: (laughs) Well, that's awesome. It led to this. So that's, that's the perfect journey. Yeah. I think, um, talking about women and how women are in society and how they're perceived in society. I think, um, do you think that women get judged more than men? They have more, they have higher expectations mm-hmm. to look good, to to look this certain way, to speak in a certain way, to sit in a certain way. Mm-hmm. What do you think
1: about that? Definitely. I, I go back to this example. If a guy posts that he's bought a new car, everyone's gasped for him. Everyone's like talking about it. When I posted that I got a new car, I had so many people message me, but I was just a Mercedes, it's just this, it's just. And I was like, what do you drive? <laughs> Tell me what car you drive. I wanna know, you know? Like it's very double standards, very double standards. I'm very, very in the weeds when it comes to like talking about racial, I don't know the correct word for it actually but racial representation and then gender differences. Uh-huh. I, I really like talking about those two things, but yeah, I see that very strongly, do you see it? Oh, for
0: sure, yeah. for sure. And it's interesting because I wanted to ask you, do you feel like you get you would get these kind of comments or hate more from women or men? Is that something you've um, noticed?
1: No, I think it's 50-50. I would okay. say women are a lot more intentional with uh-huh. their hate and they're a lot more deep, but oh. and they spend their time watching me but men they'll just kind of be like it's not that good anyways do you know what i mean it's kind of like a bit of like <laughs> it's
0: just like a random like uh,
1: thoughtless comment yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah whereas girls will like dissect it and be like oh, actually you're on october 17th you posted this oh, okay i understand you know <laughs> understand. and i'm like why are you watching me so hard like <laughs> you're like thank you for the view though <laughs>
0: so yeah i mean uh for me i've gotten a lot of hate but for me it was a lot from men tell me who it was i don't know for men and for me it's just like i feel like when i talk when i talk a lot about like women issues in, in my clips all the hate are from men and I'm like it's not even about you you know what I mean I feel like men just get triggered comment that back be like it's not even about you yeah (laughs) yeah okay yeah (laughs) I like that yeah but that's just that's just how 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 have you dealt
1: with like these type of hate comments you just ignore them do you reply back what Mm. do you do if I've got a funny reply I'll reply back but if it's like someone seriously trying to hit on me like I'm not giving you air time like really yeah you're
0: You don't deserve the the time (laughs) or energy, honestly. Yeah,
1: and I think like the time it takes me to respond to a hate comment is the exact amount of time it takes me to say thank you to a love comment. Why Uh, would I not? I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's a
0: great point. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... But the thing of social media is that when you have like a thousands of positive comments, when, when you have thousands of positive comments, even if you have like one hate comments, you know, you, it, it just stuck in, it, get, it gets stuck in 100%. your head,
1: right? Someone once said to me, if there's a queue of 100 people hugging you and one person doesn't, you're going to remember the name of the person that doesn't. Yeah. So
0: true, right? So true. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been like kind of my struggle with social yeah. media in terms of, you know, looking at the positive, looking Mm -hmm. at everyone that's showing
1: you love, especially because this is new for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how how that's Mm -hmm. been like for you. The climate is different. When I was 21, I'm 28 now, so that was seven years ago. Social media was a very different landscape. It was very few brown girls that Mm -hmm. was posting openly, like just even pictures. And I, because I've never been editing my photos. I'm always a bit silly in my stuff. Like I was a bit different. There was some amazing, amazing women that, existed on social media before me who all their names have escaped me actually I can't even think of a single one (laughs) it's fine yeah well I'll I'll message you after you can do their usernames like amazing but I was just doing it differently because I was one of the younger ones and I think that I was very free I didn't know that I was gonna end up having like 600, 700 K. I was just posting cause I was like, oh, I look really pretty there. Oh my God, this outfit's so cute. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, just celebrating little moments and little things of life, yeah. I would say though, like sometimes when you do get trolling, you just kind of sit there and I'm like, what did I do? Why did I do that? Why did I join social media? How could I have allowed, how could I have known that this was what was gonna happen? How could I have stopped it from happening? But the reality is, I'm the one that's posting every single day. I'm going to be reaching out to the whole world. There's going to be some crazies there. You know, you kind of have to take, as we said, the good with the bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a beautiful realization to have, but it's a hard one when you get into social media. So it's it's really cool to see how you've navigated to that Mm. because you're also very sassy. Like Mm. I feel like on social media, you were saying, I was telling you that you make like these funny jokes, Mm. but, and it's true, you're very like sassy Mm. and funny. So you're able
1: to kind of, manage that really well with your humor i guess i hope so i think it comes down to Mm self-awareness and like if people just remember at the end of the day that like we don't know each other this is a screen that you're having a one-way dialogue with one-way communication with me yeah you can just put the phone down and leave be it a good or a bad interaction it's never that deep do you know what i mean and i think having that self-awareness and that yeah. Just general awareness of of what it really is because the second that you get really really into it and you have you, you got to love someone to hate them. The fact that someone can oh, really well. pick up their phone and send them a nasty <laughs> message. I'm just like, "Oh, you like me." <laughs> <laughs> someone <laughs> oh, that she's illusional. <laughs> Probably am, but like keeps me keeps me asleep at night so it's fine.
0: <laughs> no, but it's true for sure. <laughs> and I think like those people who send that message, they would never do that in
1: face to face. They don't have no, the no, courage no. to do it. One of it my trolls face-to-face. came to one of my events. Yeah. And she came, it was an exhibition. She came on her own, stood right at the front of the queue, stared at me whilst in the queue. I didn't recognize her. And then she came to my stand and I had like, I was selling Biomia. I had like a group of people and I was like talking to the crowd. Yeah, And she was just stood there. And I I felt like I recognized her, I didn't know where. And I looked at her and I goes, oh, I, I recognize you. How do we know each other? And then she was like, you know me from TikTok. And then I was like, okay weird answer weird energy weird attitude okay weirdo you're on your own at a wedding exhibition why like, where are oh, your friends? so
0: strange
1: like so she just stayed there staring just just at me yeah oh, so she didn't even come didn't say you. anything didn't do anything and then left i promise you once i left i remember i looked my girl emma i looked at her and i was like her name i know how you're <laughs> using it like it all hit me Andrew, and i was just you remembered like, the fact that you hate me enough to have trolled me online, showed up to an event on your own, you have to love me because I look to you, I, I have no idea who you are. You yeah. know? Yeah. Don't yeah. ever like, do anything.
0: The energy to like find someone, go to their event, like drive to that place, see what time you're be there on time. Like fast in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, fine. it's Fixing my hat. Yeah.
1: Okay. It. yeah just fix it it's fine yeah you look beautiful thank you thank you <laughs> so do you i Aww. like your eyeshadow <gasps> thank you what is it uh
0: which one is this i don't know it's my sister's i oh. don't even know what it's called <laughs> it's yeah. nice i'm not a like i'm not very good at makeup i like it because it's one color right yeah yeah, yeah. i really I like that one. Yeah. yeah yeah and then the purple eyeliner mm-hmm. I, it's like my go-to Is yeah. purple your favorite color no red okay red but I also love purple. <laughs> but anyway,
1: what's yours? My favorite color is black. Oh, black. Yeah. Oh, cute. My secret favorite color is pink, but don't tell anyone. But why is it a secret? <laughs> black is my brand. I do love black. Okay, it suits sense. me. Um, yeah, black is like very chic, mm. you know? Yeah, it's a very London color.
0: Yeah, it makes yeah. sense.
1: Wear all black. But pink just makes me happy. When I see it, I wouldn't wear it like a lot. But when I see it, but it But when makes you see it, makes it happy. Yeah. yeah, that's cute. <laughs> so going back to the conversation, um... We were talking about social
0: media and how how that's like do you think there's this um pressure on women uh, to to look a certain way Mm. to have you know these you know these beauty standards but then when you also invest in skincare when you also invest in all of these products you kind of be get made fun of on social media
1: Mm. have you seen that happens in the making fun of side I'm very much on the girly girl. girly girl, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's
0: because, like, I've seen a lot of these jokes, especially by men, when they're like, oh, women, all they do is care about, like, their skin. But then also men are always like, oh, I want a woman who's, like, you know, who looks...
1: Naturally beautiful, no makeup.
0: Okay. What? What do you mean? So that's what I mean, you know? Like, is that something you've experienced or
1: seen? Um... Regarding beauty standards, I think, again, it comes down to who you're following. Follow okay. people that make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. If following that, if following me makes you feel bad, unfollow me. That's completely fine. But I would say that I think regarding the discourse around filters and then beauty aesthetics, etc., I have nothing against it. Yeah. That is your personal choice to do. And I think... A lot of people talk about feminism in a very extreme way and say, no, don't wear makeup and da da da. It's like, no, feminism means a choice to do what you want. Exactly. So if you're choosing to do fill- fillers, if you're choosing to use filters on your Instagram every day, you are completely empowered to do so. On my way I look at things, by Aaron, we have um, a filter and it's the world's first fully inclusive hair filter. So have you tried it? No, no. no I'm going to send you the link. Oh, I want to try it. Yeah. So <laughs> it works on um, hijabs. Okay. And turbans. Oh. Because those who cover their head, they don't get to use the hair filters. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's so cool. Thank you. Mozzarini Studio. That's M-O-Z-Z-A-R-I-N-I Studio created it. They're amazing. Please include this because they really deserve their flowers. Yeah. And um, we do not distort your features at all it just gives glitter in the hair and like a little bit of a blur. that's it oh oh
0: that's amazing how did you get the idea of starting that
1: mozzerini studio approached me and it was just such a good idea makes sense they did it perfectly wow i love that so i think like filters like we can talk about it but like some some are fine yeah some really just add a cute little effect do you know what you mean but i just think a lot of things get lumped into that discourse like Oh, she doesn't really look like that. She uses filters and, oh, she doesn't really look like that naturally. Like that's not her real lips and stuff like that. And I'm like, first of all, as a woman, you shouldn't be speaking like that about another woman. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. If you are trying to empower someone, you are empowering them to have the choice to do whatever they want with their own body. But second of all, like not all, do you know what I mean? Not, not all, all filters do that. Yeah. Not all.
0: And like, it's you know? okay if you use a filter and it's okay mm. if you don't. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's completely up to how you feel as a person when you're posting yeah. online and like, I don't know, I feel like this whole idea of judging people on social media, judging people
1: face-to-face just because of how you look, it's just, it's it's very toxic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's almost like a homogenization of what is defined as beauty because of social media. Before, you were just the prettiest girl in your village because you didn't have a window to the west of the world. Yeah. Now, and like, that would have meant that like, maybe Indians, we thought that Big Eyes was beautiful. But then say if you go to another part in the world, like it could be that big noses is beautiful. But now everyone has to look the same. You have to have big eyes, a scoopy nose, like a European nose, big lips, like it's so boring. Yeah. It's so boring. Yeah. Right? Everyone looks the same. Yeah, exactly. And
0: for me, growing up, it was like brown color is mm. not as beautiful as white. Mm. So for me, it was like that. And growing up, it's just like when I think about it, you know, in Pakistan and in Desi societies, there's like those fair and lovely, be, be white, those kind of creams. And I was. There's just a thinking, brand
1: called Be White. No, no no not be white oh, it's like that's what it's promoting
0: is. But no it's called fair and lovely okay okay, so okay. it's like about being fair and like the ads are literally like a woman she's really sad when she's brown and then she becomes whiter and whiter and then she's like really happy that's literally the ad I've literally seen that. <laughs> no it's crazy it's crazy This is a real thing so yeah w- growing up i saw all of these things and i was just thinking about it like brown color is what makes me me like it's my identity and like why on earth would i want to be would all of us just want to be white and just all of us just want to be the same skin color just because sure. that's beauty and i just found that so like weird because mm-hmm. we're
1: not embracing our own identity we're kind of being racist to ourselves literally and i think the burden isn't on people with dark skin to fight against it the burden is on the people in the place of privilege those with light skin you need to turn around and say i like musty don't say I'm pretty cause I'm light. No, because, I agree. you know, yeah. you, it's easier to accept a compliment yeah. than it is to ask for a compliment, you know? Yeah. And like darker skinned people are going to have to ask to be called beautiful potentially, but lighter skinned ones are getting it. Like, I know you have to reject that compliment straight away. Yeah. Straight away.
0: Yeah. I think that's a very interesting perspective. I mm-hmm. never realized that it's also about like how you accept the compliment. And right. if you really want to empower other women who are brown, encourage that but this yeah. is
1: reflective of the world like cis white men are in positions of power it's going to be very difficult to women of color to be able to climb up that ladder climb. without the assistance they need to them. they yeah. have to be aware of it they have to open the doors they have to make an intentional effort they have to put in place quotas for the amount of people that they ha- have working for them that are female that are women of color that are women neurodiversity that have physical um, differentiations like whatever it might be age differences the power is coming from the top they need to be in sync with what's going on
0: and do you think that's happening that's gradually happening what do you think of the space in which
1: it's happening I have not existed in the corporate world for so long so I don't know how that's changing if I'm honest yeah yeah um, makes sense. my touch touch point with anyone who has like a job job generally tends to be in PR. Um, And I think girls who work in PR are very, very aware um, of like the social sensitivities and stuff like that. So I would say from my perspective in London, being a very progressive city, I think things are moving in a really nice place. But I would like to see it fueled more from the top rather than us lot trying to campaign that we deserve X, Y, Z. Yeah, for sure. And Mm. I think, yeah, it's just, this is an eye
0: opener for Mm. me because I never kind of realized that growing up, I was compared Mm. a lot with my sister. Mm. My sister is very fair. She's Mm. beautiful. Mm. And so... I was compared in, in in terms of our skin color and I was thinking oh like so I'm I'm not as beautiful just because mm. of something that I can't control mm. like my skin color mm. but my my sister was never like she always called me beautiful mm. she was like you know you should not listen to these and people. how impactful was that yeah yeah honestly it was because of my sister where now I'm kind of in the position where I'm like oh I am beautiful mm. you know what I you mean are. so oh, thank you but uh, yeah it was her it was someone who was considered beautiful sure. empowering me yeah and i think that's 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 an interesting way to eliminate yeah. this, this if you're barrier. blessed to have
1: a privilege you need to use it to open the doors for others 100% yeah and funnily enough like me growing up like I only knew my family and like we're all kind of the same color and I didn't know it was a thing. And I used to go like on holiday when I was younger and I used to lie there in the sun and I used to be like, okay, tan me, sun god. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And I think I was so cool when I came back to school with like a really dark tan. It was only when I went to uni that I realized that like there was a bias against it. Like I was just really like a little, little, like test bunny. Someone should have done studies on me. <laughs> what is it like when you put this gun into an Indian community for the first time? You know? Yeah, this is like a whole different perspective. I've never yeah. like had a
0: an interview about this where you you never got exposed to to no. that kind of yeah yeah. No. But because you were surrounded by you know a lot of fair uh, fair skin. I don't know how to call it, like white skinned individuals. Um,
1: Why? Like like it was like European and like yeah, yeah Turkish Greek that type of vibe. Yeah. yeah. Did you? how did you feel about your skin color in that sense? Were you proud that you were different? I was so unaware that I was different.
0: Oh, it was okay. just such a
1: diverse secondary school in particular. Like I just, I never felt that I was different or the same or anything. Cause we were all different. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. interesting. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> come do it. Come do it. <laughs> Cause I keep playing with it. I'm not getting it right. <laughs> We always bring a, hairband, a hairbrush, thank you.
0: Yeah, for brush. me it looks perfect. Thank yeah. you. I don't notice it. I don't notice it. I notice everything. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Oh, you always bring a hairbrush? Yeah. A hairbrush? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you. Good. Awesome.
0: Oh, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, and coming back to the beauty space and how... We were talking a lot about beauty standards and how they're imposed on women. Uh what do you think of, about beauty standards on men? Is mm. that something you've seen? Is that also I don't know if it's as severe as 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 for women? Mm. What do you think of about that?
1: I never think about men. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just never like I'm so in the girl world. I understand. Um speaking on behalf of my dad and my brother. Yeah. I think that there's a general expectation of a man to be big and masculine. However, like you meet girls that are going to be like, oh my God, I love the skinny guy with tattoos. Or like, I like dad bod guys. And I think like there's so much diversity in the way that women have a preference towards men. Whereas I think there's less diversity in the way that men have a preference towards women. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's like a smaller boundary that women can kind of operate in that's like generally universally pretty but like i think men have a bit more of a wider and it might be like most girls just like a big strong guy but some girls don't and i think like there's always going to be space for them so i think it's probably a little bit easier but there's going to be a man watching this telling me it's not so (laughs) comment below (laughs) teach me (laughs) there'll always be someone to hate honestly always but yeah
0: um yeah i think that's a very interesting insight because i didn't um i mean we know that for women there's a lot more severe Um, Mm. specific standards put on them but then it's also that women I don't know they like a more they're they have more diverse tastes
1: Mm. in men Yeah. yeah 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 I don't even think it's hate commenting either I think like commenting is a good thing when it starts a conversation
0: oh yeah that's, that's the best yeah as long as you're sparking a conversation yes. no matter what it is like people are actually talking about yes. like that that shows that what you're talking about is mm-hmm. is interesting it relates to mm-hmm. people so. like this
1: is only one hour we can only scratch the surface you know there's going to be so many different opinions true yeah true that's that's a great point
0: actually it's not just it yeah 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 for sure and um we were talking about men and and, and these mm-hmm. standards um going back when we were talking about Earlier, you mentioned marriage mm. um I'm, I'm not sure if you mentioned I was actually watching a, a reel about you talking about marriage that you uh, you attended one of your wedding uh, one of a wedding mm. a wedding and then you saw um girls getting married mm. but the thing you were worried about is how you look and uh, not how you look that's but the picture always what I care kid. about yeah <laughs> <laughs> married well, or not like I'm gonna care about a pic <laughs> no but that's important like a picture is a memory so yeah yeah (laughs) no so what do you think of of marriage and like again you were saying that you you were living in a very different in society or Mm -hmm. culture so maybe this pressure of marriage i'm not sure if you felt it or if you had it Mm -hmm.
1: but what do you think of 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 this of -hmm. this pressure in general being completely honest i see a lot of people treating marriage in their 20s like musical chairs do you know that game Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's kind of like a rush to whoever I'm standing next to, I could call this you. (laughs) I went to one class at uni with you and you seemed okay. And like, you can only see what people see. Do you know what I mean? Like what they show you. So it might not be the case. But I think like when you're 25, your prefrontal cortex is fully developed. Up until then, you really aren't accountable for the decisions you're making. How can we make a decision that's going to last our lifetime before you are 25? That is such a big thing. And you know what it is in your twenties, those are your formative years. You are developing and changing so much. You're at the beginning of this journey of growing in one year. You're going to message me and we're going to be like, Oh my God, throwback. We filmed the podcast today. And you're going to be like, Oh my God, I was looking at the video and I was so young. And the way that I was speaking was so different. And where I've been, like my growth has been, my growing up has been documented for the last seven years. Me and Zay, we spent three hours the other day deleting just a bunch of Instagram posts, just because I was like, "Hmm, this isn't really serving me to have this. TikTok dance of me on here. Makes no one does it. that anymore. Why yeah. do I have that? Yeah. Delete, gone, 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 gone. Yeah. But seeing that growth is crazy, crazy, crazy. For you to commit yourself to someone, and I think rare occasions it does work. And I think it's the most beautiful, beautiful story. And I wish it worked 100% of the time, but you're changing so much. Let yourself change and develop into and something a bit more firm. Yeah. You know, know yourself a little bit yeah. before you make that lifelong commitment because you have to allow your partners to know themselves as well. Then you really know that's the one for me versus like a kind of like mushy fetus when you're 21, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it does work out for some people, and truly, it's the most blessing, blessed thing to see a healthy, happy relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I love the idea that, you know, it's very important to develop as a person and to know how to love yourself and yeah. to have your identity before you can, you know, love someone else before mm. you can um have a partner before you can kind of grow and have this yeah. the, the rest of your life yeah. with someone else like that's a and huge i don't
1: want people to feel like it's not possible like you can't do that with someone if they are one like you know god will god will bring that person into your life when you're ready yeah but i think there's such a fear still in this generation around being like and i'm not speaking about myself because i don't comment on whether i'm single married kids in a relationship i really don't yeah but to be plus thirty and single, whereas like a lot of my friends who are thirty eight, they're like, "Erin, you're in your twenties. That's when everyone's getting married. I'm in my thirties. That's when everyone's getting a divorce." And this is the thing: people get married publicly, they get divorced privately. You are never going to see that thing fail. So you're just watching someone's highlight reels, and you're sat there watching their wedding dance with their dad, crying because you feel lonely. But really, you're not going to sit there and see when potentially why you set the name. I would never wish this upon anyone but 10 years later because they just settled they're no longer able to be with that person or they're in an unhappy relationship it's not 100% of the time but it does happen yeah you just don't hear about it
0: yeah yeah i think that's a crazy realization because that's true like you celebrate and marriage is beautiful mm. i'm, I'm, I'm sh- and you should celebrate mm. it's beautiful mm. but it's just the way it is that this is something that's very public and then the divorce and, and mm-hmm. hardship and the challenges yeah. in relationship, those are all very private and you And as they
1: should. That, yeah. Like, and as they should, that you know, makes complete whatever sense. Whatever your choice is. Yeah. But, um, I just think like someone once said, like, it's better to be 35 and single than to kind of like have a lot of decisions that you, I can't say what I'm going to say, actually. Okay. I'll say offline. I'm going to say like, than to be married and divorced with kids. Do you know what I'm to say? But makes delete that complete bit, sense. <laughs> Complete sense makes complete sense.
0: And actually, I
1: like this is
0: something for me personally growing up, marriage was always a topic at the mm. lunch table, the mm. dinner table. This was always there. And I know there's like this pressure to get married at a certain age, especially in our society where it's like, you know, my sister, she got married mm. when she was like 22, Congrats. 23. Yeah, 23. Um, and I'm 21. And so... Sometimes it's like, oh, does that mean I only have two years? But mm. I don't even know like
1: who mm. I am. You know what oh I mean? God, but like, imagine making the wrong decision. Exactly. Oh, mm, I made the wrong decision.
0: No, but for yeah. me, I've, I've talked to my parents about it, that. This is something that mm. I really cannot do mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so, and but for some people, it works. Like mm. my sister, she's yep. so happy, and I'm yep. so happy for her. So it really depends from person to person. But I feel like in our society, at least. It's changing, it mm-hmm. is definitely changing, but the acceptance for women who choose to get married later,
1: it's its its not there yet. Mm-hmm. I would say like, I come from a family of divorce, like my parents got divorced when I was two. So that was very normal for me. Excellent. And I remember like most people I know in London, their parents are divorced. So knowing that that's an option and actually living the reality of what it's like to be in a co-parenting household, it makes you realize how important it is to make the right decision. However, yeah. I always say this, you will always make the best decision that you can with the information you have at that time. You may not know that your future husband is a pyromaniac. You may only realize that 20 years later. Don't be mad at yourself for marrying him when you were oh, 13. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like You can true. only make the best decision with the information you have at the time.
0: But, but there is also one thing that like a lot of people talk about uh, growing with the individual mm-hmm. that you get married to. So even if you get married young or later, like that growth is will always be there. So it's hard to kind of identify. Oh, like, OK, now I'm firm. Now I can right. get married. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's but when you know, conf- you know. OK. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. That's that's
1: because a lot of people ask me, oh, when what age do I want to get mm-hmm. married? And I'm like. I don't know. Because yeah. you could know at 21, do you know what I mean? You could be like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah. It's a feeling, isn't it? Yeah, true, mm. it's all about the feeling. Yeah, that's that's. I was true. getting fired from all my jobs at 21, so clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're here
0: <laughs> that's so cool um how was it like getting the award I, I wanted to know more about that that was
1: that was just so so cool it was I so cool to, yeah so um just for context i won the middle east beauty influencer of 2023 and i was nominated and i kind of thought okay well i don't live in the middle east I'm up against a bunch of like Arab influencers. I feel like I'm not going to win, but I'll go. That's fine. I'll go for a (laughs) cute event, you know? And then it was really funny because I made friends with all the influencers. They were all so nice. And we were all so different. And every time they were announcing the award, we all had our phones ready because obviously we're trying to film it. Who's the winner? And they left us till last. So we just started playing a game, which was who do we think is going to win out of all the nominees? uh And then they announced my one. And I was like, oh my God. I like quickly set up my phone. I had the flash on me and I thought... Every, it's a dark room everyone can see that I'm sat here with a there flash you're... backflash on my face if I lose this is going to be really really embarrassing <laughs> but you took the risk Took the risk listen the video
0: And the video is so cute I love the video really, did you see me I looked at my yeah. dad and I was like and
1: you were like but you know why they said my name really weird they were like Arim Kao <laughs> and I was like who <laughs> who <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you took a pause, right? You paused and then did you yeah. see like
1: your picture? And then you were like, okay, that's no, me. No, all the influencers turned their cameras on me. You, okay, yeah, okay, they all okay. started filming me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. Because <laughs> you can see me looking at them because I'm like, oh my God, they're all filming me. Like, <laughs> I guess I'm getting up now. And I was wearing a long dress and I was like, Aaron, don't trip. Don't yeah, but I was okay. I'm good in like public environments. I'm good in social situations. So I was good. Um, I was just so gassed and it was such an unrelenting happiness straight after they took me to go do some like press interviews blah 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 and we were led there by someone and me and my dad were behind and I was saying to my dad film everything do not film (laughs) do not miss anything and he he hates filming he hates this man films like upside down I don't know what he's doing and he hates it because I'm always mad at him and he was just like this and he was like just in shock and then once I'd done all the things I just looked at him he looked at me and we were both like like that just happened I won and I was just like yeah I won. And I FaceTimed everyone. I texted Zay immediately. She was like, you deserve it. You deserve it. And that doubt that I had, the next day we sat down and I, we just blasted it to everyone. Like my UK PR agency was posting about it. My Dubai PR agency was posting about my influencer agency, like my team, like we rinsed it. And I thought, you know what? No one was going to rinse it more than me. I really gave publicity to the thing, but I also used it as a as a stepping stone for me to reestablish myself in this market. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's gone like this now. I'm really happy.
0: I love that. I love that for you. That's so exciting. And honestly, you should celebrate it. Like this is, this is crazy cool. And, and we were talking about how like you, you keep forgetting about it and then everyone keeps reminding you. And like, I don't know, it's just, you You should celebrate
1: it. Like, you know, go You're out for a dinner you Dubai girl, first, so. though. <laughs> Dubai people love to celebrate. Oh, okay. They love the little <laughs> dessert and the sparklers and the presents. But I love this about the Dubai culture. It's very much like we we can all succeed. I think it's an abundance mentality here. Yeah. I think in London, it's a bit more gatekept. I think it's a bit more like it's you v. me. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Whereas mm-hmm. here, everyone's celebrating your win. From the bottom of their hearts, I felt it. I could be wrong. No, but it. it's true. Yeah. Mean,
0: but like, do you feel like you, you meet, I don't know, fake people here? What, what do you think of the people here in terms of like community wise? Mm-hmm.
1: I have a really lovely group of friends and I think people are very friendly here, but you know, when you just kind of like have your set group of friends, so oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with people on like a surface level and like, you know, I think you always end up with someone in your path for some reason, whether I came into your life to, I don't know teach you about hair care give you this oil maybe you just really need it at this time that's my purpose maybe you came to inspire me to talk a little bit more about beauty standards that was the purpose if it's anything more then it's more but I think Dubai has a mentality of like what can I do for you what can you do for me yeah and I don't think that's a bad thing Mm -hmm. so you don't know what purpose you're going to serve in someone's life interesting
0: how how do you think the community is
1: there in UK then Mm. relatively um, you know, I've lived in London all my life, so I have a very established like oh, yeah. friendship circle yeah. again. I would say like London, I get recognized all the time mm-hmm. and I would say that it's a very confident approach that people have, which I really like. It's a familiarity because like, oh, she's one of us, like she's a UK girl, like it's, it's our, end. we can go up and talk to her. Whereas in Dubai, I think when I get recognized, people are a bit like, oh, okay okay and they kind of like <laughs> don't say anything that's true that's right so true that's actually like, true. i don't know Like really shy. it's so funny because like even
0: my younger sister she, yes. uh, she posts on tiktok and okay. stuff. so uh there were a few people who recognized her some girls and they were like talking to themselves looking directly at us and being like no it's too awkward and i'm like i think this is more awkward like, yeah 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 not approaching yeah because
1: yeah. we can see- just do a wave i would say you can gauge someone's like if if uh who did i see the other day Michaela Cole do you know her no. she's an amazing actress in the UK she's done amazing work uh-huh. I respect her so much I saw her I was at Abu Dhabi for the UFC uh-huh. and like she's it's- so recognizable I'll show you a picture of her later and I saw her I didn't even hesitate I just like touched her on the arm because I walked past her also I shouldn't have touched her that was really weird of me now I'm thinking about it <laughs> why did I touch her but I was like I just wanted to let you know that I really love your work and then she so sin- uh, makes me so happy she so sincerely looks at me and she was like thank you that means so much to me so sincerely and then I just walked away and she just like continued with her thing I think that interaction with her made me love her so much more like I really was fangirling after I was like oh my god and she looked at me in the eyes <laughs> but like how much more so enriching cute. of my experience it was so cute in Abu Dhabi was it that I got the chance to see her and just give her a compliment yeah. versus if I just looked at her from afar and kind of did like a she Exactly. Do you know what I mean? she feels awkward I feel awkward exactly and, yeah. I, and I'm sure she would notice it that's the thing yeah. like the person
0: would notice it and yeah. that's what makes it and, yeah. and now you remember that and it's just yeah. now every time
1: you would think of her you would think of that cute little encounter yeah, yeah. like you lose nothing by just yeah. being like a little hay. Yeah. You know, and you you can gauge someone's vibe. Like I knew she wasn't down to talk anymore. I was also like with my dad, like, why would I, yeah. you know, stand in the middle of like it's nighttime. have so a conversation. just a cute little, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think
1: London people are good at that. Uh-huh. They, they have a bit of confidence with it, but I think in Dubai people, maybe they're just a bit more polite or they just don't want to intrude or something like that. Yeah, mm. perhaps. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, that's a
0: good insight. Mm. Do you want to change no. anything? okay just perfect. in our face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so were at the end of this conversation I truly 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 enjoyed talking to you it was full of insights honestly like I know about the beauty standards yeah. I know that this exists but it's just a diff it's a a different outlook on um based on from your experiences what you've seen on social Mm -hmm. media everything Mm -hmm. so i feel like it was very interesting to see you know how it's like for men how it's like for women but more on women of course um so thank you very much for your time i truly loved it i have a little gift for you that i have for my (gasps) guest stop it thank you yeah i i oh hope God, you like it. i love tea. yeah you said you love Karak so <laughs> thank you so much shall i look in it yes yes of course you can open it you can take it out wait have you put a, a letter in there oh uh, so that's tea's. the letter is inside the box
1: actually but uh, that's the list of teas in in the okay beautiful we're gonna read that later this is um really nice packaging by the way uh really nice did you pick it yourself
0: (laughs) no so feel good tea they're like a it's a partnership with Mm -hmm. feel good tea so this is one of
1: my favorite um, boxes from them i love this thank you so much okay grab your present
0: oh thank you i was so shocked i didn't know this was like a little gift
1: it is is my pleasure right let me explain it to you let me explain it to you so this is the bayram hair oil 100% natural, eight pure oils inside. You use this as a pre-wash treatment. It's non-greasy, it's amazing. If you're living in the GCC and you're suffering with hard water, dust, sand, sweat, sebum, this is gonna restore the moisture back to your hair and help it grow. So enjoy.
0: Thank you. you. I'm not even kidding, I'm not just saying this, but I was literally looking for hair oils literally like just two days ago and um, I was looking at the Byram hair oil as well but I was just like searching a couple because I was like I think I need some for my hair yeah. but like this is like perfect timing I'm not even kidding thank you this means you're so welcome much. you're so thank welcome you, thank you honestly this is so cute you really didn't have up. <laughs> this is so cute thank you you're so welcome uh, and, and I thank hope you, you like, like my... the, it's like all those little different like tea yeah dishes. I just love the
1: packaging to be honest it's stunning I'm right? gonna have to try this some later this is my
0: favorite favorite one
1: I love it. What's your favorite flavor?
0: Um, the classic, the lemon the lemon tea one. Okay,
1: nice. It's I can see some rose one.
0: Oh, there's a yeah, yeah I haven't
1: tried that one. Rose though. is my favorite. I think this one. Oh yeah. Rose yeah. is my favorite thing ever.
0: Okay, so yeah. maybe you'll like that. I
1: think so. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. This was awesome. I really, really enjoyed yeah. it.